Welcome back to Telera Talks. My name is Paula, and our goal here at Telera is to help you communicate more effectively in an international workplace. Today, I'd like to talk about how to apologize effectively at work. I know, apologizing is hard, but we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, and we all need to apologize at some point in our lives. And it is truly important because apologizing shows that you take responsibility for your actions and you recognize that you've done something wrong or something that impacted others in a negative way. It really helps you repair damaged relationships and establish trust and reduce conflict. But how do you apologize in English? How do you do it, in, especially in a multicultural workplace? Do we all apologize the same way and for the same reasons across cultures? In this episode, we will explore how to apologize in English. We'll look at tips to make sure your apology is conveying the right message in the right way. And we'll also look at some useful phrases and expressions that can help you craft an effective apology. Before we get started with that framework, I would love to look at the differences in how we apologize across cultures. Now, please remember that these are facts based on research and they refer to general behaviors. Understanding cultural differences will make you a more effective communicator, but only if you also accept that we are all unique and influenced by many different factors, not only by um, the place where we grew up. If you're interested in increasing your cultural intelligence, check out episode 64. Now, I have a question for you. How different or similar do you think the US and Japan apologize? Well, based on research, an apology in the US is not just saying sorry, but also admitting that you did something wrong and you're expressing regret for it. Americans tend to explain why they're apologizing and they view apologies as a way to take responsibility for their actions. In Japan, apologies are seen as a way to show that you understand the burden, the burden you've caused for the person you're apologizing to. And it is also a way to acknowledge the relationship between you and that person. In Japan, apologies are used to ease the stress in damaged relationships and show interconnectedness. So to summarize, the Japanese are more likely to take the blame for something, even when they're not responsible for it, while Americans are more willing to take the blame only when they're actually at fault. Yeah, so apologies often come by way of assuming guilt. This means that Americans are more likely to apologize for things they did themselves compared to Japanese, uh, who, as we said, are more likely to apologize for things a co-worker did. And in general, apologies tend to be more frequent in Japan than in the US. Let's look at Canada and the UK. There, people tend to over-apologize. They do it very often. And it's true that the term, I'm sorry, does not assume guilt. Um, some people say that in the UK, 
you can never apologize enough. Um, there's a survey of more than a thousand Brits that found that the average person says sorry around eight times per day. That's the average. Um, now, again, it might be that British and Canadian speakers use that kind of sorry more often, but they wouldn't be apologizing per se. Instead, they use it to express empathy. Yeah, that's, that's key here. They use I'm sorry to express empathy. In other countries like France, apologizing too much or for something that isn't a big deal can come across as insincere, not very honest. And then if we go to countries like Germany, they, they are known for their honesty and directness. So here it is a good thing to be forthcoming, yeah, to be open in your apology. So these are some general differences in when it comes to how we apologize across cultures. Now on to the tips. You know, I know that no matter where you're from, probably in the UK a little bit easier, but no matter where you're from, apologizing is hard. Why? Well, because we don't want to feel bad about ourselves. We all need to have a positive image of the self, yeah, of ourselves. And our need to protect that, you know, can make apologizing honestly quite hard. But it is effective, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning. Um, it helps us repair damaged relationships, reduce conflict, and build trust. And here's an interesting fact. In one study, Harvard Business School, Alison Wood Brooks and her colleagues recruited a male actor to approach 65 strangers at a U.S. train station on a rainy day and ask to borrow their phone. In half the cases, the stranger preceded his request. It means before asking, he said, sorry about the rain. When he did this, and I found this fascinating, 47% of strangers gave him their phone compared to only 9% when he simply asked to borrow their phone. Now, it turns out, and this was confirmed by further experiments, that it was the apology about the weather that mattered, not the politeness of the opening sentence. So here, this person was building empathy and trust by saying sorry about the rain, even if obviously it was not his fault. So it is interesting, you know, uh, apologies are not just admitting guilt, but there are many other functions in in society. So let's look at the tips. And I have um, five tips for you. The first one is know when to apologize and one when not to. There is, I'm sure you've heard, there is this common belief that over apologizing constantly can give a negative impression at work. There's, you know, even research described in the book, you just don't understand women and men in conversation. And, and it indicates that excessive apologizing, that is apologizing for things you don't really need to, can make others feel you lack competence or confidence. And that is true in some contexts. But remember that it can also be an effective way to show empathy and build trust in, in, in many cultures, in many situations. So to avoid this, you know, when should I apologize, when not, for 
small mistakes or lapses, try to frame it positively. So if you're late for a meeting, how about saying, instead of saying, I'm sorry, try, thank you so much for your patience, or thank you for waiting while I dealt with that issue. I'm so sorry to make you do this becomes, thank you very much for taking care of this. I'm sorry, but I cannot make it to the party can become, thank you for the invitation. Or, I'm sorry to ask you this, can become, thank you for helping me out. So this is, you know, when to apologize, when not to. Obviously, when you did something wrong and it is, you know, a big deal, you should apologize for sure. The second tip is be clear and specific about what you did wrong. Don't try to hide your mistake or downplay how important it is. Just try to be upfront about what happened and why it was wrong. This will show that you're taking responsibility for your actions. So you can just explain what happened. And, you know, the challenge here, I guess, is to explain how the offense happened without excusing it. Because sometimes the best strategy is to say that there is no excuse. Here, it is super important that you're specific. So avoid using vague or evasive language or wording um, that, you know, that minimizes the offense or questions whether the victim was really hurt. We'll look at the phrases that you can use uh, to be clear and specific in a moment. I want to now mention tip number three is acknowledge the impact of your mistake. The previous uh, tip was about being clear and specific about what you did wrong. Now, tip number three is acknowledge the impact of your mistake. And, you know, I know people worry that an apology means admitting liability, when in reality is more of an effort to show empathy, as we said, right? Remember that effective apologies address the recipient's feelings. They don't prove a point. So good apology is more likely here to increase trust um, than not apologizing at all, obviously. So if your mistake has caused inconvenience or hardship for others, make sure that you acknowledge this in your apology. And um, yeah, showing empathy will always demonstrate that you understand the impact of your actions. Um, Tip number four explain how you plan to fix the problem. You need to be solution focused. Don't just say you're sorry. Show that you're willing to take action to fix the problem. And if possible, include a specific plan on how you'll resolve the situation. This shows that you're committed committed to making things right. And the last one, number five, keep it brief and sincere. Your apology doesn't need to be long or filled with flowery language, just brief, honest is usually best. Get straight to the point and express your regret in a genuine way. All right, so these were the five tips. Now let's look at some ineffective wording. How should you not do it? One phrase that you should avoid is, I apologize for whatever happened. Whatever happened, you know, that is very vague and the offense is unspecified. Mistakes were made. 
There's this passive voice and it just avoids taking responsibility. Okay, I apologize. I didn't know this was such a sensitive issue for you. This sounds grudging and thrusts the blame back onto the offended person for sensitivity. Yeah, you're almost blaming them for being sensitive. I'm sorry if you were offended or I'm sorry if it seemed like a big deal. This can make the situation seem smaller or less important than it really is, which, you know, is, is really not good. I'm sorry, but I was just following our orders. This can seem like you're trying to justify your actions rather than just acknowledging that you made a mistake. So these are ways of how not to do it. Let's look at how you can actually do it and apply all the tips we just mentioned. I am so sorry for missing the deadline on the project. I understand that this has caused inconvenience for the team and I feel terrible about it. I have reevaluated my priorities and I have made a plan to ensure this does not happen again in the future. So here you're taking responsibility, you're describing the mistake and the impact that it had and you're telling them how you plan to fix it. Let's look at one more example. I apologize for interrupting you during the meeting yesterday. I now realize that this was disrespectful and unprofessional. I have reflected on my behavior and understand the impact it may have had on you. I promise to listen carefully and allow others to speak without interruption in the future. These are just some examples, but the goal is that you understand the five, you know, tips that that we shared today. The first one was to know when to apologize and when not to. And here, the cultural component plays a big role. Second, be clear and specific about what you did wrong. Third, acknowledge the impact of your mistake. Four, explain how you plan to fix the problem. And five, keep it brief and sincere. All right, do you have any other tips that you would like to add? Go in the description of this episode and click on the LinkedIn post that we're about to share. Um, That will take you to a summary of everything we said today with additional phrases and, um, you know, words that can help you craft your apology and add on your favorite one. How do you usually like to apologize? How is it usually done in your country? All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, keep learning. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it and remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.